Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Fine. It's going fine. Excellent. Excellent. The cocktail of the week this week is called the Spicy Dead Lady. <laughs> oh, no. Can- this is not... Key West drink, is it? Oh, Continuing no. to pick my na- my cocktails based on names. Pinterest is like serving me well with Cocktail of the Week this year. The Spicy Dead Lady is Mezcal Aperol Falernum Syrup, which is a kind of tiki spiced syrup. Think like cinnamon and almonds, like Caribbean spiced. So Mezcal mm. Aperol Falernum Syrup, lime juice, and one dash of bitters. Delish! Mezcal and Aperol. You can't, I don't. The spicy dead lady. I don't want to cross over or anything, but I don't think you can have a Key West drink called the spicy dead lady because everyone will think of Count von Kostel or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. I mean, she wasn't spicy, though. She was just dead. Well, he, for him, she was plenty spicy. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can go you listen don't to know. You the don't episode of... Mysteries in Paradise, formerly Murders in Paradise, yeah. uh, the Count von Kossel episode. It's disturbing. It'll it's worth a listen. Some I was just listening to some podcast that had an episode about Key West recently, and, and somebody mentioned that they that was the most disturbing story they'd ever heard on any ghost tour, and they're like, I will never be able to unthink that. Uh, it's very disturbing. We're yeah, used to it. It's, but it's, very it's a bad. guy who stole, who had the hots for some girl and she died and then he stole her corpse and did things lived, with it for a very long time. With it as his wife for like 20 years or something ridiculous. He got caught dancing with it in the window and then, uh, and then it was publicly displayed. And then the thought was that they reburied it and. When he eventually died up in mainland Florida, and he fled Key West, when he died, he had a, quote, replica of her corpse, but the thought is that he bribed someone and and took her corpse up because when he fled Key West, her tomb was mysteriously blown up. Exploded. Yeah. Listen, there's Uh, a whole episode of Mysteries in Paradise. Go listen to it and you can hear the whole story. Listen to it during the daylight. And not while you're eating. And exactly. And for anyone who does this during their lunch break, that's a bad one. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. The spicy dead lady, it has, it's not a Key West cocktail. It has nothing to do with that story. I'm guessing, I'm guessing since it has mezcal, it was maybe created as like a day of the dead cocktail. That's cool. I Uh, I mean, I could see sort of Victorian ghost dead lady kind of person. That's cool. Yeah. 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 But spicy does imply flamenco dancing. That'd be better in my head. Mezcal works. I'm good. You made a lot of connections that I think are tenuous, but as long as you're happy, let's move on. I got a lot of neurons up there doing their thing. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. Uh, it's time for Administrative Corner. I love Administrative Corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. Okay. Uh, so we get a lot of packages at the P.O. box, which are always fun. And when we try to send everybody thank you notes, some people don't include notes. so We don't know who they come from. Uh, but our friends of the squad, Aaron and Jason, sent us a baked clam. Now, the backstory on this is like literally a year ago, Guac had this pink ball, mm-hmm. iridescent pink ball, which was his favorite ball and had survived for quite a long time. And it got a so- hole in it. Soft rubber. Soft yeah. rubber, yeah. Like a squeaky ball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know that this came from the inside of some other toy from BarkBox. Yeah. But I don't remember what it was. The toy was destroyed in like two days. And then 
inside most BarkBox toys, there is a kind of surprise. So this one, it turned out was supposed to be a pink pearl, and it had like a, a weird face yeah, kind of on it. Yeah, like an anime uh, face, yeah. So the the toy it came from, we kind of, me and a bunch of people online figured out it came from this thing called the baked clam. So it looks like a clam. Is it pink? That I think has, it's pink. It's pink. Uh, it looks like a clam that has been maybe smoking some pot. Uh, they <laughs> got a right. real they got a real thing with getting high over at BarkBox, and so it's got kind of like dopey eyes. So it's called the baked clam. And if you rip open the baked clam, inside is this ball, which is the pearl inside the clam, and it's kind of like iridescent pink, like a pink pearl. So I was like, great, I will buy one of these. I looked everywhere. Like BarkBox doesn't have them on their Bark Toy site anymore. Um, eBay didn't have one. I couldn't find one. And then we go to the P.O. Box this week and Aaron and Jason sent us a new with tags baked clam. So good. Uh, I'm looking at it. It's been mostly ripped open. I don't know that the pearl has come out yet, but nobody close. has freed the pearl. So anyway, soon the pearl will come out of the baked clam, and Guac will oh, have much, much joy. joy. So uh, thank you guys for sending that. That was really nice. Um, there was an article about us in. Yeah, <laughs> so so Cameo had reached out, and they were like, "Hey, would you be interested in talking to a reporter?" And I was like, "Sure." Like I talk to reporters all the time. And uh, so we talked to this reporter about doing cameos. I think it was Sky News, maybe. We didn't. You did. Uh, we being me. I don't think I was even invited. <laughs> like, don't, don't bring that loser. I mean, I answered all the questions by email, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't like do a phone call I also, kind of thing. You couldn't have CC'd me on those. I mean, I guess that's it. Is pretty complicated. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you know what? I could handle it fine. This and makes it all worse. You would have been like, uh, do we need oh. to say that it's actually like the Golden Ratio LLC? Oh my God! You're right. Oh, uh, I make one edit and <laughs> to a document, <laughs> and I never live it down. <laughs> uh, so the Daily Star in the UK, and they, the article's hilarious. So the headline is, Talking Golden Retrievers Stun Thousands Online with Breakup <laughs> yes! Pep Talks and Acrobatics. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's it's a very cute little article, but I found out reading the article that we are the number one requested pet talent on cameo which i mean i know there's other pet talent but we're the most requested one we're we're more requested than the you know the burping frog and the (laughs) kicking horse and whatever you know screaming frog uh pavlov and maslow are on on there that's true yep that's surprising yeah um i guess matt is not or else i think he is competition really i think he just maybe doesn't do too many maybe he doesn't do it all anymore but He's a busy um, guy. Anyway, so that was pretty cute. We t- we tweeted that article out. Um, if you want a cameo for a graduation or something, hit us up. We've got guac in doctoral robe footage that we put in there. So, um, all right, I don't that's know why it. Guac is not the most cerebral dog, but he does he have looks, that face. He looks very regal in he does. my doctoral robe. He looks like robes. a very disapproving professor, actually. In that. And I mean, how many times do you get to see a dog dressed up in an outfit that costs like a thousand dollars? Well, not very not often. Very often, because no. they don't usually have credit cards. I had the credit card and I bought it, not for him, but he's the last <laughs> he one to have worn it. Dog. So, hey, this is cheaper than your medicine, Guac. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it won't cure your infection, but you know, it'll make you look good. Guac's not on any medicine, and go. 
I know. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, let's talk about dog updates. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, wait. No, no I have another administrative thing. Oh, you do what? I mean, sort of. You and I talked about this. We're sort of speaking of low maintenance of guac. We've sort of have been talking about whether that makes sense anymore. Did we talk about that last podcast? We did, didn't we? We did. That's, li- that's literally when you and I had the conversation was on the podcast. That's good. It was you. I was talking to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sitting next, right next to me? It literally yes, was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Moving so, on. Yes. <laughs> Dog updates. <laughs> I had such a nice transition. And then you're like, let's not take the nice transition and talk about a thing that we talked about last week on the podcast. I love that this is all live. <laughs> yeah, I could, just, I could just cut out all, everything you just said. It's real. Yeah, if you ever edited these things, it'd be, you know, oh my be God. something you could If do. I didn't edit these, I mean, they'd be lower quality than the already low bar we're putting out. You edit these? Yeah, I do. I take out cut some out of the garbage. Do you cut out all my zingers? Just the dumb ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm listening through and I'm like, Inga thought that was funny and it really wasn't. Delete. <laughs> <clears throat> Damn it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Quality control. Damn it. Uh, so, uh, dog updates. I only have one, I think. It's been a pretty low-maintenance dog week kind of overall. Um, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you will have things to have say about every dog. <laughs> I can never be like, and we're done. And you're like, but listen. Go, go ahead. They're all good I really dogs. like walk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. It's true. Go ahead. <laughs> so Hopper um, had her abscess, which we talked about, and you know she had one. She got it drained. She did antibiotics. It came back. She got it drained. We did antibiotics and they cultured it this time. And so Monday I got a call from the vet with the results of the culture, which were very bad. Uh, it's a MRSA infection. So this is an antibiotic resistant. MRSA uh, stands for something, right? It's yeah. A, it's an abbreviation. Yeah. And the R in it is resistant. resistant. Multiple yeah. resistant or something, no, right? No, no, no. Uh, it's methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus. Oof. I'm sure some vet is going to correct my pronunciation, but uh, yeah, methicillin resistant. So it's resistant to the, you know, all the kind of normal antibiotics. Oh, there's no U. It's just MRSA. MRSA. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then it's a staph infection. Oof. Um, so you can get it in the hospital, right? You, uh, I mean, people one. do get it. One can get it in the hospital, but you can pick it up from all over the place. Like it just exists in the world Ugh. and you can get it. Um, people can get it. People, I mean, people and animals die from it. Like it's, yeah. it's bad. Um, there, the one that people get is apparently a different strain of bacteria than the ones that dogs get. So it's like technically possible that a dog could pass its MRSA infection to a human, but is apparently super rare. And you don't have to even isolate multiple dogs like we have, like, like it's just not like, that oh, contagious. We? Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if Vink had surgery, we would op- absolutely want to keep her away from hops while hops has a MRSA infection. Cause then, you know, she's susceptible, but it's not just going to sort of jump over. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's considered a super bug and it's really hard to treat. And so that's what she has. Um, and if you remember back to last September when hops had her amputation, like when she was getting ready to go in for surgery, the surgeon was like, you know, I don't know if we can do the surgery because, you know, he's like scrubbed up and ready to go. He's like, it looks like she has a MRSA infection on her skin. 
and you know we could culture it and that's going to take like a week to get the results back and we're like she's gonna die <laughs> like if we weren't yeah. amputating this leg tonight we'd be putting her down she was in she had open wounds she was in tremendous amount of pain uh she was really suffering it was not an option to not do the surgery even yeah. if she was going to die from the infection like there was no way she could have we would have made her wait a week for a culture to then what like treat her with antibiotics for a month she oh my goodness she was in such it was she's not sustainable yeah no there's there's no way we could have done that to her so we were like do the surgery and whatever we can do to minimize the risk of this being a problem we'll do it uh but we have to do the surgery so Obviously they did, and they sent us home with these kind of you know pretty expensive antibiotics that were injectable that we had to give her every day, um, and that seemed to be fine. But I suspect that she did indeed have a MRSA infection, and you know we got most of it done, but there was a little bit left in there, and you know now six months later it has kind of come back, um, and that would make sense why you know when we drained it and treated her with antibiotics the first time. It was good while it was drained, but there was still some in there and it came back. And so, uh, and it's resistant I, to the antibiotics that it's resistant. Yeah. The antibiotics, yeah. like not taking care of it. So when the vet called on Monday, I kind of gave her all this history and she's like, yeah, you know, there's kind of two treatments. One requires her to be hospitalized and we would give it to her here, which obviously isn't what we want to do. Nope. The other, you know, you can give her this medicine at home. And I was like, great. She's like, yeah, we don't carry it. I called all the human pharmacies around here. They don't carry it. Like you have to have it compounded. Um, so they called it in. Like they have a, a compounding pharmacy online that does stuff for pets. They called it in on Monday. You know, I I went in, did fill out all the information, paid the 30 bucks for overnight shipping. And then I was like, well, you know, I don't know that they're going to get it out on Monday. Maybe they'll get it out Tuesday. And then yesterday on Wednesday, I was like, where the fuck is my medicine? No kidding. That Hops is not taking any medicine right now. Uh, and she needs to. And uh, and it was just like delayed. It's a delayed in the portal. <laughs> so today I, I was like, well, Chewy has it. And so I put in an order, I guess last night, or maybe, you know, one this morning, put in an order at Chewy. And I was like, call my vet, get this approved. And I called the vet first thing in the morning and I was like, look, Chewy is going to call you. I need you to approve this because the other place, you know, Fell it just down. says delayed. And, uh, and they're like, okay, no problem. And then I get an email this afternoon from Chewy that's like, we're having problems confirming this. And I called him. I was like, I literally called my vet. They're <laughs> waiting for you yeah. to fax this to them. And they, they're just like, what's your address? Like, what's this? What's this? And I like gave them all the info and they're like, yeah, well, have your vet call us. And I was like, guys, just send them, them the thing. They're waiting. And I was like, my dog has an infection. Like, I need this. When am I going to get it? And they're like, well, you know, it's like three to five days. I'm like, can I pay for overnight shipping? And they're like, no. And I was just like, <sighs> you know, I, I mean, it wasn't the fault of the woman who called me. Right. Sure, like, that's sure. just what it is. No, that's right. But I was like trying not to cry on the end of my phone call. She could tell I was really upset because I'm like, I need this damn medicine. Why is everybody making this so hard? It's not like I'm buying narcotics. I'm buying an antibiotic. Yeah, you know, you're not buying explosives uh, or narcotics. Right. So I ended up having to cancel the Chewy order because what the fuck? I'm not going to wait five days. Plus, there's a weekend, right? Yeah. It's Thursday. 
and so then I call the other pharmacy and I was like, what is up, you guys? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it takes, you know, it's two days compounding time. And so this is fine. I was like, no, bitch, it's delayed. And like it, I put it in Monday. It should have shipped yesterday. And she's like, oh, let me check. And she's like, OK, you know, we're it should go out. Like, we're going to make sure it's got Saturday shipping. You don't have to pay for it if that's the thing. And I was like, mm hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would the, be good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. It's very hopeless because it's not just like, oh, you know, find a CVS in Miami that has it. Like, it's a thing they have to make yeah. for you, right? And so we're just stuck waiting. It's very bad. I, I mean, yeah. the, the only good news is that Hop seems asymptomatic right now. There's no lump, which I'm, every time I pet her, I'm like checking. And it's yeah. a relief, yeah. but it's stressful. I know. And like, once it, once it shows up, like she's going to be, you know, she gets in a really bad state really fast and it could, you know, she could end up with sepsis. It could cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody has any chlorum, <laughs> <laughs> how do I pronounce this? I got to zoom in on it. Chloramphenicol. Uh, Chloramphenicol. 750 milligrams. We have to give her these pills three times a day for a month. Uh, if anybody's Whoa. got any chloramphenicol, yeah, three times a day. Uh, if you got some laying around, we'll buy it off you. It's expensive. We'll happily pay for it if you got some. I'll come visit you. But yeah, yeah, I'll pick up that yeah. kind of grocery. Yeah, that that'd be fine. Mm -hmm. um, or you know, we'll just send you FedEx label and you can overnight sure. it to us. I'll but, fly up. <laughs> uh, it's it's very frustrating. So I'm looking at the order page right now. It still hasn't shipped. So hopefully they get it out tomorrow and we'll have it Saturday. But it's very stressful. And like it's not guaranteed to work, right? It's not just like you have a MRSA infection. Oh, you just use this antibiotic and you're fine. Yeah. Like because that the antibiotics that we gave her after the amputation were to treat a MRSA infection, the injectable ones. And obviously it didn't get rid of it all the way. Yeah. Because it's back in yeah. in the same spot. So yeah. So she, yeah, she's fine in terms of like she feels fine. She's right. tried to dig a hole today with one leg. Just a lot of work. <laughs> she's got her neck does a lot of work, man. Her head has to pull up her foot. She's got foot. amazing abs. Her head has to pull up her foot. Her she's got a core, yeah. man. She's got back muscles too. <laughs> she really does. Uh so yeah. Fortunately, she's feeling fine and the lump is not there right now. Yeah. But based on last time, we don't have a ton of time. No, the lump shows up and we got 2 days, I think, and then it's and yeah. it's urgent. That I means it's urgent. And you know, you know it's going to show up on like Sunday morning. Of course, Saturday morning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did so. we did we talk about last week that the vet here is going to have an emergency service? I mean, sort of like they're on call, so we can use them. It's it's not super exciting, but it's an option. It's a little bit better than not having anyone. So that's kind of the main dog update for this week. Voods is perky. He has not had any seizures, but when he's perky, it makes us worry. Yeah, he does. I think he's discovered begging that he like will get scraps if he begs, and that seems to motivate a lot of good, interesting behavior from him. Yeah, like if he were a puppy, uh, we'd be we'd be yelling at him, but it's late. It's late for him. All right, we're done with dog updates. Here, I, the but only go other note I would have is Brody has his <laughs> sleeve on again. Yeah, and but that's only because his. The same spot that he always has on his elbow, he's been looking at, and it's it's a little raw. Like there's nothing, yep. you know, more than that. It's just his. And he seems fine with the sleeve. Okay. Anything? Any other 
dogs. They're <laughs> all good dogs. I love them so much. What do you want to hear? <laughs> I mean, literally nothing. I want to be true. done with dog updates. It's still true. <laughs> you, I, oh, you made me say that <laughs> today. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, under ramblings, I have a couple little things. Oh, I like ramblings. One is that last week on the podcast, uh, we talked about that we just need a golden corgi mix that we can take on planes. Yes. And somebody found on PetFinder a golden corgi mix named Papa Bear. Yes. In Florida. And I was like, look at this cute little dog. I mean, it doesn't really look like a golden, but kind of. Uh, he's very cute. And damn, this is a bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get him. Yeah, the, the, uh, the foster description is, is lengthy and florid. But it boils down to he's a bad dog. <laughs> Five-year-old Papa Bear is one of our special boys, and he's so handsome. Must see short inside. <laughs> short and stocky at 40 pounds. He's a corgi golden retriever mix with a thick golden coat and perfect white blaze on his face. He's vocal when happy, cuddles like a pro, loves toys, and gives the best kisses. He's had some behavioral challenges. <laughs> I should note, I'm reading the description. This is underneath the update from 320 that says, unfortunately, Papa Bear has been returned to us after a month in a new home. We'll only be accepting applications from someone very experienced with dog behavioral yes, problems right. and or a professional trainer. Red flag one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it starts off like all of this is just written on a red flag. Um, he's had some behavioral challenges that we're confident he can overcome with the right guidance. But for this reason, we will only approve applicants who are experienced, blah, blah, blah. No kids, fenced yard. Don't apply if you don't have that. Um, Papa Bear gets along with some dogs and not others and has shown some resource guarding of toys, food, and people. We have not tested him with cats. With people, he's wiggly, happy, and sweet 95% of the time. But will challenge and snap at his humans when he doesn't want to follow directions. He'll just fucking bite you. <laughs> like, Papa Bear, come in the house. Ah, no. He also has some car ride and leash issues that he's been working on. He will need to be sedated for vet trips and bathing, although he's learned to accept being brushed recently. <laughs> he sounds like a nightmare. He sounds like a Tasmanian oh devil of a dog. I mean, he's a good dog. Uh, but he's not coming to our house. That 5% where he's snapping at me and biting other dogs who, who are around oh his God. food, that's a lot of 5%. Yikes. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a big one. Oh, can you imagine him in this house? Oh, oh it'd be terrible. He would be a he would be a demon. So anyway, I was like, ooh, look at him. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So that's rambling item number one. Uh, rambling number two friend of the squad sarah tweeted this she said why did i hear gr mom's voice when i read this and and it quote tweets something from the iowa state patrol now the picture is an unplanted cornfield next to a road so there's like a bunch of green grass <coughs> excuse me alongside the road and then a not yet planted kind of brown flat cornfield behind it in the center of the photo is a black sedan looks like a ford taurus fully on fire <laughs> like imagine the driver's side door is open and the entire frame outlined in flames the entire engine compartment we're looking from the back in flames big billow of black smoke coming up off of yeah. it so that's the photo that comes with this tweet and the tweet which i will read in my voice says this driver was lucky 
to not have injuries after eluding troopers on I-29 in Harrison County. Stop sticks were successfully deployed. <laughs> the driver continued on flat tires, which caused their vehicle to catch fire. Troopers helped get the driver out and drove them directly to jail. <laughs> it's all caps. Directly to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you heard it in my voice. Yeah. I mean, I should, I should be the one who reads all these tweets. <laughs> Anything that ends with directly to jail and stop strips. And they're stop sticks. I mean, that's a spike strip. Yes, yes. It's good. So good. Driving on rims makes your car catch fire. Who knew? That's, Who knew? I mean, I based on my many years of life experience watching cops, uh, lots of people drive on the rims once they get hit with spike strips or stop sticks or whatever. Uh, and then it makes a lot of sparks and then shit starts on fire. <laughs> that's pretty common. <laughs> yep. Well, what do you know? What a, what a bonus that is. Yeah. The, the last rambling thing, rambling has just sort of become stuff that I want to talk about. Oh, that uh, you want to do the about. Oh, I understand. All right, all right. I mean, you're you're welcome to add to okay. rambling. Did I mention Guac is a good boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I have other this things. Is South, Go ahead. <laughs> South Carolina. Um, somebody I didn't write down who sent me this article. Sorry. Uh, but somebody sent me this. So the it's a news article, and this is verified. I saw this headline on CNN today. Um, this article is from two days ago, so they got it first. Man dies of heart attack as he digs a grave to bury the woman he killed. <laughs> so this dude... All right, so this is in Ed, Edgefield County, 20 miles north of Augusta in South Carolina, I guess. Um, they go to this guy's home. Be, the cops show up because they get a report of an unresponsive male lying in his yard. So probably a neighbor or somebody drives past, walks past, and is like, that dude's just laying in his yard and he's not doing anything. So the sheriff shows up. They find the dead body of 60-year-old Joseph Anthony McKinnon, who, and this is his house, so he lived there. He's laying in the front yard. The, the investigation continued. And I got to say, the investigation was they looked next to his body. <laughs> That's some They're crack like, police. There's work. a dead body there. And then they shift their eyes eight inches to the left where they find a freshly dug pit. And in this is a body of 65-year-old Patricia Ruth Dent who lived with this guy. So it sounds like they weren't married, but they were you know, a couple and they lived together. So he strangled her to death, wrapped her body in trash bags, had previously dug the grave. I don't know how they figured out the order here, but the grave had been dug. Then he kills her, wraps her up in trash bags, puts her in the grave that he dug in the yard and is friggin' filling it in and has a heart attack and dies. So it's like half filled up grave. They can see the trash bag wrapped body in it and he's laying down on the ground. That is as close to sort of divine retribution as, as you get. Yeah, that's good. Struck down because he did that horrible, horrible thing. Next time, force, strike him down before he kills the wife. Yeah, well, that's always the, the problem, isn't like, it? Like, as he grabs the wife or whatever, the woman, heart attack then before I he mean, kills I mean, that's her. always that the problem great. is that, Thanks. yes, the, the God that creates the problem then solves the problem and then looks like, you know, he's the, the hero. Yeah. 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 All right. What do you have to add to rambling oh, before we do taste I have to apologize. Last week, I was, I think, a little bit dismissive of this turkey story from D.C. Maybe that was two weeks ago. That the yeah. menacing turkey with the six agencies after him, um, but it turns out, according to our friends on who have been tweeting in, 
turkeys are a mm-hmm. menace and they do like turkeys peck at are, cars and yes. they're fearless and mean and chase people and kids and stuff and they're they're kind of like Canada geese. I don't feel that bad about Thanksgiving then because it's like you know you guys <laughs> if you were a little nicer maybe you know then maybe we wouldn't uh wouldn't have this you know turkey feast at, at Thanksgiving but you guys are jerks <laughs> really you are the big man that every rooster thinks he is <laughs> Yeah, so I take it back. Right. I think if, if a turkey was chasing me, I'd have, I think I'd be, I don't know what to do. Climb a tree, they can fly. So get in a house, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> you, I don't know what you do with a turkey. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So I, I you know, apologize for, for minimizing the threat that, that male turkeys pose. It's it's male turkeys. Let's, let's be it. It says Tom, Tom yeah. turkeys. Yeah. Yep. Toxic masculinity yeah. ruins the party Boy. again. Do you want to do German word of the week or taste of the keys? Um, I can do a German word. I have two tastes of the Ooh, keys, wow. so we you know. sandwich. But yeah. We could we could also yeah. just do whatever you want. No, no, though. we gotta proceed in an orderly fashion, or else you know I get confused. Um, Streichholzschachtel is the German word of the week, <laughs> or even better, Streichholzschächtelchen, which is the dip, That's diminutive a of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Streichholz is match. Like to light a match. What are the two Streichholz parts? Streichholz und Schachtel. It, no, no, no. The two, the two parts in oh, Streichholz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Streichholz means rub stick. <laughs> rub wood. Rub, rub stick. Wood. Okay. Streichen is to is to rub. Oh yeah. And uh, and Holz means Holz wood. Like like wood. any wood. So wait, let me just let me just interrupt you there with my favorite German joke. Was ist schlechter? <laughs> Schlimmer. <laughs> Eine Grappe mit Halsschmerzen. Uh, so, was ist schlimmer? That's what is worse. Als eine Grappe mit ein Halsschmerzen than a giraffe with a sore yeah. throat. What's worse than a giraffe with a sore throat? Ein Tausendfußler mit Holzbein, which is a millipede, I mean, literally a thousand footer, <laughs> a millipede with a wooden leg. Yeah. What's worse than a giraffe with a sore throat? A millipede with a wooden leg. It doesn't make any freaking sense. That's not funny. You could put it in either order. Like it's, uh, is it actually like what's worse than a thousand fuzla mit a holzbein? Like a giraffe mit a holzschmerzen? Uh, who knows? It doesn't make any sense. It's not funny. It's a stupid joke. But every time I tell it to a German person, they think it's there funny. There you go. You're, you've cracked the code. So there, I do know holz, holz is wood. Holzbein is wood like. Yeah. So Streichholz is smash wood? Rub Strike wood. wood? Stri- rub, rub wood. wood. <laughs> that sounds like something Which you do, though. You, fr- you light a match on the box, right? And it's a, yeah, yeah. And, no, and I'm sh- with you. Uh, Schachtel just means box. And Schächtelchen is a small box. Okay. Yeah. Streichholz Schächtelchen. Streichholz Schächtelchen. The, the hien is the is the diminutive. One more time with the box. I got the diminutive. Streichholz, Schachtel, Streichholz, Schächtelchen. Schächtelchen. Yeah, good, real good. Yes. Schächtelchen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Am I gonna remember that? Okay. You don't That's have to. You just say Feuerzeug. Which is Feuerzeug. Yeah. Fire, fire thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Indeed thing there's a lot of those plugzoig 
Feuerzeug. Buying thing. Yeah. Things. <laughs> okay. Uh, Taste of the Keys, Nummer eins. Number one. Yeah. This was sent in by a friend of the squad. It happened oh, today. So I'm, I'm guessing we might get it. I know. We might get it in Conk Life tomorrow. The headline is Deputy, colon, reckless driver said arrest was on her bucket list. A 19-year-old South Florida woman who fled from law enforcement in the Florida Keys on Thursday, that's today, told the deputy who caught up to her that getting arrested was, quote, on her bucket oh, list. Come on. She was she's 19 oh my god she has she has no bucket was, yet <laughs> no she was charged with fleeing and eluding monroe county sheriff officials said deputy spotted the woman driving recklessly just before 8 a.m thursday he turned on his lights and siren but the car did not immediately stop before she was taken to jail the woman said getting arrested had been on her bucket list since high she, school so for approximately nine months <laughs> she's 19 since oh high school since like last what spring you guys happened? i really it's <laughs> oh, bad <laughs> maybe she dropped out of high school uh, maybe she dropped out when she it's was still like 16 not much years so many years, years. <laughs> not a... no i said whoever sent us i said it's like it's her bucket list like Unless she's planning on kicking that bucket pretty soon, she's got a long this time. This shouldn't be the thing you start like, with. Maybe get arrested. This shouldn't be the thing. Wait, yeah, this get arrested when you're like eighty-five. This prevent you from get doing you know? many of the other things on your bucket list. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so there, that was Jeez. pretty funny. I, I mean, it's kind of a funny story, no matter what. Like, <laughs> I I ran from the cops because I wanted to yeah. get arrested, but then I'm 19 and it's been on my bucket list since <laughs> high school. Like, this does not bode well. It sounds Those like decisions a 19, are terrible. Thing terrible decisions. Yeah. All right. The second taste of the keys from yesterday. So we're we're real recent with these. Breaking news: What killed fifty-one foot sperm whale in the Florida Keys? And it comes with a picture of the fifty-one foot dead it's sperm pretty whale. Pretty looking, but it's, it's big. Yeah. Huge. It's huge. Ingo always is like, I'm going to go out kayaking. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, maybe I'll see a whale. And I'm like, mm-hmm. It's right here. There's no whales here. Apparently there are. A 51-foot sperm whale was the last thing one expected to see on the morning of May 11th laid out in the gravel parking lot of Robbie's Marina on yep. Stock Island. There it was, a striking but sad sight with a mouth of biblical proportions. It looks kind of like a... White whale, except brown. I don't like Moby Dick, yeah, but Moby brown. Moby Dick, it's a sperm whale. Square head, pointy little teeth. Yeah. Eat squid. The male, yeah, the male sperm whale was found on May 10th, beached on the northeast side of the Mud Amazing. Keys, which sound real gross, but they're sandy, <laughs> actually. About eight miles offshore of Key West. The the woman who does my hair got married on the Mud Keys. Sounds awful. They should rename. Yeah, it's a they real terrible They should call themselves the Sand Keys, and then everyone will be like, oh, it's clean. The sea pit, then people uh, would go. It's kind of like the Iceland Greenland situation. That's true. Situation. If you want people to stay away, you call it the mud key. It's true. Yep. We got a call from the Marine Sanctuary about it on Tuesday and went out at high tide last night around 8 30 p.m. and towed oh. it in, arriving at Robbie's around 3 30 a.m. Sean Morley, owner of Towboat US in Key West and Key West Harbor Services, said. Fortunately, Robbie's allowed us to bring it in here so biologists could do their work to determine its cause <sighs> of death. Biologists from 
Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, the FWC, and experts from marine mammal stranding groups and the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary quickly got to work making large incisions in the rough skin of the whale to determine its cause of death through a process called a necropsy, which is similar to an autopsy that's performed on humans. Yes, that's what a necropsy is. It's just an autopsy on not a person. We really won't know anything further about what happened until later tonight or tomorrow, FWC officials told the Keys Weekly, adding that they are looking into unconfirmed reports of a pod of sperm whales possibly being in the area in recent days. Also, last week, a juvenile sperm whale was sighted off the upper Keys earlier in the week. This is not a very well-edited Gwen. article. I've corrected. A, uh, oh, this good. isn't Gwen. Uh, this is. Uh, we're not going to say who it is because I insulted her <laughs> writing. But I've corrected a bunch of her writing mistakes as I'm reading this, and, and that one just got me. Um, last week, a juvenile sperm whale was sighted off the Upper Keys last week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, investigations continue any to, into any potential correlations, FWC said. Sperm whales are the largest of the toothed whales and have one of the widest global distributions of any marine mammal species, according to NOAA. They are found in all deep oceans. Here's a, stuff she copied from Wikipedia on sperm <laughs> whales. <laughs> okay. Commercial whaling industry. If you watched Whale Wars on the Discovery Channel, which is a show that I totally liked to watch, um, which was like these uh, environmental activists, oh. let's say, who would chase down the Japanese whaling ships and like ram them and throw shit at them. It was great. Uh, the, the Japanese whalers were catching oh. the sperm whales. Most of the time. It's the same with Captain Ahab. That was it's endangered. Oh, yeah. Well, his was white. This one is it was albino. brown. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. We have a whale and we've got a really stupid 19-year-old making the news this week. Yeah, really, like, any, uh, she's not going to get anyone's advice because she's 19. She knows. <laughs> uh, yep. Really bad. All right. Um... Anything else you want to add? Nothing that won't be edited week? out, Jen. I'll I'll leave it in. You know what? You say whatever you want, and I'm going to leave it in. I yeah. promise. You sure? Yep. You know where I white promise. elephant came from? The saying "white where? elephant." This is not a dad joke. I, no, in I was Siam, really prepared. Uh, the, you know the, they have elephants, Indian elephants, and if the king didn't like you, this is I mean anecdotal, right? I didn't fact check this. Didn't like you, he would. He would give you the gift of a white elephant, and they're sacred. They're albinos, so they're sacred, um, and you can't give them away. So you're stuck with this big elephant that you have to take care of that just eats you out of house and home, uh, and you can't do anything about it because they're sacred, and it's a king's gift. So it's like a gift that is really is bad. (laughs) It's a bad gift. So white elephant. All right, so you said Siam. You you it, mean it was Thailand. it was yeah that's right. But it was Siam. You know, it comes from way back when when there was a king of Siam. When it was called Siam. King and I is still Siam, yeah. I think, right? It's called Siam. I don't. You'll burn her. Okay. I I mean I know what the king and I is. I do not know. Yeah, they may have only gone to Thailand in this yeah. I mean, in the nineteen hundreds. Anyway, so that's a white elephant. It's a gift that eats you out of house and home. Well, that's very interesting, but that's not what it is anymore, right? It's just a present you don't want. But that's why. Is that right? I mean, it's like a bad present. <laughs> it's a present that's bad. Yeah, but like a, like now a white elephant gift 
could be like if I gave you a, a fruitcake. Yeah. So, sort of. Yeah. Fruit cake it's a like a gift. But I gave you, for example, this stuffed loaf of bread that I bought from Germany this week could be a white elephant gift. Like, why did she give me a plush loaf of bread? Yeah. What a yeah, dumb gift. I guess that could I be. I don't want it. Sure. But I think the, impl- impl- I mean, I don't know. The original implication was a gift that's like more trouble than it's worth, right? It's not, that's it's not really just a good thing. Yeah. For you, I mean, you know. Interesting. Giving you a Hummel figurine would be like a white elephant. Oh, you, oh, you love clutter. Terrible. And you, you think it's the best to get little collectibles. Oh yeah. I hate, <laughs> I hate them so much. Yeah. There you go. It's not just why. All it's right. just like the whole thing is burdensome. Yeah. Wikipedia has a whole page on white elephant gift exchange. And uh, it's got like the yeah. rules of a white elephant gift exchange. And then it's got a picture of these people who I'm I'm going to guess are from Minnesota. <laughs> and <laughs> the caption is a man steals a gift in a white eloquent and white elephant gift exchange while his previous owner is reluctant to relinquish it and there's a lady who i'm guessing her name is like carol and then there's a dude whose name is maybe joe it's got to be joe mm, bob joe oh no he's definitely a joe yeah he's got on like a polo shirt with like the uh building company's logo on it and he's taken what looks to be a a figurine that's like eight inches square and it's a little like blue wave with glitter on it at the bottom with like a dolphin <laughs> jumping like out of it that's it, yeah but just real big and he's apparently taking it carol. from carol and they're both you, smiling you're both losing camera. in this no, i mean no carol's actually winning but she thinks she's losing <laughs> she's making an upset <laughs> face that the dolphin's being taken from her uh, there's like some paper snowflakes hanging from the dropped ceiling with oh, fluorescent yeah. lights. You guys can all find this this lovely picture in the Wikipedia page. It, I think I feel like it's written by someone from Minnesota because they're very serious about like a gift can only be stolen twice and everything. And here's all the rounds. And oh, um, I never knew all yeah. those rules. And I don't think we called it white elephant either. I've I've done like one of these. Yeah, I've I've had to participate exchanges. in family christmas events like this like the kids would give each other gifts and they that was in that format you could steal things so any you know that the last person always ended up with the ipods or whatever and everyone else got i don't know a sweater (laughs) well so wikipedia does have a separate page for white elephant and it does have a picture of an actual white elephant who i gotta say also looks brown uh <laughs> not quite not quite as brown not quite as brown. but maybe not as brown a white elephant is a possession that its owner cannot dispose of and whose cost particularly that of maintenance is out of proportion to its usefulness in modern usage it's a metaphor used to describe an object construction project scheme business venture fa- uh facility etc considered expensive but without equivalent oh. utility or value relative to its capital acquisition and or operational oh maintenance costs. Wikipedia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it kind of, I mean, I've just pulled it up here, but it seems to be saying basically what you said. There you go. 
then here, here's a picture. It's got a picture of a white elephant and like two white dudes standing next to it. And it says the British East Africa company came to regard Uganda as a white elephant. When <laughs> internal conflict made administration of the territory Jeez. impossible. I'm sorry. Was that That's right? the only example you could come up <laughs> with. Like, whoa. That's loaded. Also, let British East Africa Company, could we maybe talk about why there's problems with Uganda? <laughs> no, and, no, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate that it was... <laughs> it's very inconvenient for us that Uganda is having trouble. It makes it hard for us to the administer value. this. Because the operational oh, cost is high. This was clearly written by a colonist. <laughs> Ghost of a colonist wrote this colonist Wikipedia bro. page. <laughs> The Dubai Central Airport has also been named... Oh, here they have a list. In modern usage, the term now refers to an extremely expensive building project that fails to deliver or becomes costly to maintain. Examples include prestigious but uneconomic infrastructure projects such as airports, damp bridges, shopping malls, football stadiums. The American Oakland Athletics baseball team has used a white elephant as a symbol and usually its main or alternate logo since 1902, originally a sarcastic defiance of John McGraw's 1902 characterization of the new team as a white elephant. And then the next sentence in this paragraph is, the Dubai Central Airport has also been named <laughs> That's a white good elephant. writing right there. That's not just oh, cutting dear and pasting. Lord. Wikipedia. The U.S. Navy's Alaska-class cruiser, and in Austria, it means workers who have little or no use but These are not are the terminable. worst examples to give. <laughs> this, this Wikipedia page is not the best. <laughs> it's not it the worst. Not the it's got a photo. <laughs> not the worst, but it's not the best. It does have several elephant pictures. Uh Oh my God! Okay, well, thank you. That was a definitely an amusing. There you go. Side to note: You're going to leave it in. Go. You're going to leave it in. I'm listening. I'm going I'm to listen to the published pod. I promise. Sure, it's in here. You go ahead and tweet right now. <laughs> Jen said she would not cut my white elephant discussion point no, from the podcast. You. If you tell me, I totally people will know. You. Yeah, I know. I keep my promises. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, until next week. Yes. Slava Ukraini and don't butt anyone yes, unless they ask you to. Yes. Bye. Bye.